Welcome in once again to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. I'm John Stillman alongside Joel Johnson, Certified Financial Planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. He's the host of Better Money on WFSB Channel 3 on the Saturday and Sunday morning news with Kara Sundlin. And he's the author of six books, including most famously, The Money Map. Joel, I have a quote of the week for you to get us kicked off today. This is from Peter Lynch, who once said, Know what you own and know why you own it. Great quote when it comes to your investments. A great quote when, you come, when it comes to a lot of things, right? Houses, cars. Yeah. Know what you own and know why you own it. And, of course, Peter Lynch was a very, very famous and well-known money manager. Actually worked for Fidelity for many years, ran the Contra Fund, was at the helm at Fidelity um, when not the last financial crisis hit, but the one before that in 01 and 02 and maybe even before that. Not sure if my memory served me correctly, but he was at the helm during one financial crisis because I remember reading his book that he was in Ireland playing golf. He took the phone call and he had to get back to Boston to man the helm at this massive Fidelity Contra fund that ran billions and billions of dollars of, of people's money. But he was a very interesting guy. He, he wrote a book called One Up on Wall Street, which was very simple in terms. You know, uh, sometimes it's uh, the people that have the ability to take complex subjects and make them simple that are the ones that have the biggest positive impact on society. And he wrote a book called One Up on Wall Street. And the premise of the book was, so first of all, he said, know what you own and why you own it. But also the premises of the book was sometimes the analysts and the, the investment people in their high towers in Boston and New York don't know as much as the consumer can know if they're just paying attention. And he tells stories about how he saw his wife start to bring home uh, purchases from a certain store. And that was probably a good plan to buy the stock. I remember when my son Brandon was in college, he used to drive back here from Boston, from college in Boston, and stay at our house, which is up in Tolland. And he would drive 45 minutes to West Hartford to eat at Chipotle Mexican Grill. I think there was only one in the area at that time. If I would have been paying attention and bought that stock, I would have done very, very well because that was, of course, before the restaurant was well known. So Peter Lynch was famous for that kind of common sense, but know what you own and why you own it is great. And that doesn't mean, by the way, if you own an exchange-traded fund or a mutual fund that you have to know every single investment inside it, but you better know how the fund works, what the purpose of it is, and why it fits into your portfolio. And the other part of this is that it doesn't have to do with investments necessarily. What about life insurance? Let's say I bought life insurance when I was much, much younger. The kids were younger and um, the big mortgage on the house and everything. And now here I am, 57 years old, and I don't have a mortgage on the house. And the kids are all out of the house and doing well on their own. Do I still need that life insurance? So there's an idea of, okay, what type of life insurance do I have? I should know that. I should understand that. And then why do I own it today? Because if I own it today, those are for very different reasons than I had when I bought it maybe 20 or 25 years ago. So this touches every area of our financial life. It's really important to know what you own and why you own it. Again, you're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti, the official wealth management partner of the Yukon Huskies. Joel, let's do some financial myth busting here, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to state what I believe to be a financial myth. You can explain why it's a myth. And a lot of people might be surprised to learn that these are actually myths. 
So uh, number one, shifting from stocks to bonds removes the volatility from your portfolio. Why is that a myth? Well, it's a myth because it's not true. It's just it's a, it, it might reduce some of the volatility, um, but just taking money that is in stocks right now that obviously can go up and down like a roller coaster in the market, right? Market goes up, your stocks go up. Market goes down, your stocks go down. And if you own enough stocks, if you've got a diversified portfolio, it's almost impossible to avoid that. Shifting that money over to bonds or bond funds does not remove the volatility. It may reduce the volatility. But the dangerous thing about bonds right now is when interest rates are low like this, bond prices are high. If you buy a government bond, let's say it's a 10-year government bond, and interest rates go up by 2%, the value of that bond is going to drop by probably ballpark 12 to 14%. So what you thought was going to be safe is going to drop 12 or 14% in my example. So bonds might be a very dangerous investment. If you own a long-term corporate or government bond right now, and again, interest rates go up by 2%, you could lose up to 20% or more of the value of those bonds. So it doesn't pull the volatility out of your portfolio. It may reduce it, but there are times actually when good high dividend paying stocks may make more sense than bonds. Obviously, that's unique to your situation. Your situation might be different than your neighbor's, but don't assume just by moving money to bonds that you're taking the volatility out of your portfolio. We don't want to ride that roller coaster in retirement. And there may be other ways to achieve a reasonable rate of return and take the roller coaster ride out of your retirement. Okay, you mentioned life insurance earlier, so let's try this one. Joel, once you're retired, life insurance is no longer necessary. Would you say that's a myth? I would say that's a myth. Uh, it's no longer necessary if you want to use a less efficient tool to do certain things, but sometimes what we want to accomplish is best accomplished by life insurance. I have life insurance. I bought it many years ago, like I used in my example just previously, and we bought it for a certain reason. Well, those reasons don't exist anymore. We don't have a mortgage. We've been blessed to pay our house off. We've got our kids all the way through school, and so, or the money set aside to get my youngest through the end of the, his, his school career. However, I want that life insurance. I want that life insurance because most of it is paid for already. I can use it as gifting to the kids. I can throw it into a trust. I can even have it for grandkids' benefits, so I have guaranteed gifts to the kids or the grandkids. It can provide for Wendy but not have those assets inside my estate. All kinds of things can be done now that I am of retirement age, although I'm not going to retire anytime soon, with life insurance. And it would be foolish for me to drop that life insurance because there is no product out there that can do what I'm accomplishing with that life insurance as efficiently as the life insurance. So don't just assume you should drop all your life insurance when you're retired. Also, some people buy new life insurance when they're retired because, again, it can do things. It can accomplish things that other tools cannot accomplish. We're talking about financial myths, doing some financial myth busting. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel, how about this one? You'll need less income when you're retired than while you're working. People say this all the time. Well, I'll be in a lower tax bracket when I retire or I'll need less income. So myth or not? Uh, I would say that's a myth in some cases. In some cases, uh, people need more income. And I, when I say some, I don't mean 2 or 3%. I mean a significant amount of people in the first, let's say, 5 to 10 years of their retirement actually want more income and they need more because they want to do other things than they had when they were working. Remember, you've got time 
And if you've done a good job saving, you have money and you might want to do things that you've been putting off while you're working or while the kids were younger and you were raising them and so on. So it might mean traveling the world. It might mean picking up hobbies. It might mean sailing. And if you buy a boat, that's a really expensive thing to do. It might mean buying a vacation home. So many people need more income. So just don't assume that. Again, you know, when we read these financial publications out there, the ones you buy in the grocery store, and, you know, there is valuable advice in there. I've written some columns actually for, for some of those magazines. But much of the advice that's cookie cutter advice is given and designed for people that do not save money like you do. If you're listening to this program, you're probably a pretty good saver. You've probably got some financial discipline in your life. Um, so like I'll give you an example. So this whole idea of you should wait till you're 70 to collect Social Security, that applies to you if you're poor. If you're not poor, if you've got some savings, then that may not make sense. It's the same thing about this cookie-cutter response of, hey, you'll need less income when you're retired. That's not necessarily the case. It is the case for some people, but not for everybody. So I would say that's a financial myth some of the time. All right. One more for you, Joel. Financial planning today is much easier to do without professional help because of all the technology that's available. Doing it yourself, much easier. Why would you say that's a myth? Well, here's why I would say it's a myth. Think about it. You can go online and you can – I could go online today and I could uh, pull up you know, some kind of a financial calculator and so on and I could design a financial plan. Now, there's two sides of this that, that are negatives. Let me talk about the positive thing first. The positive thing is, hey, at least I'm looking at my financial advice. I've got to put some numbers in. I've got to do a little bit of an inventory and I can kind of find out if I'm on track. So that's one positive. Here's two negatives, okay? Number one, who wrote the computer program? Probably a young person that's not too far out of school that may be living with their parents and that's not a facetious remark. It's amazing how many people two, four, five years out of school are living with their parents. Uh, maybe some bearded hipster out in Silicon Valley who is living in a house with 12 other people, doesn't own a car, doesn't own a piece of property, and maybe doesn't have any money saved. So the person that's designed that computer program, and I don't mean to uh, disrespect them, but they don't have the money that you have. They don't have the life experience that you have. So if you want to turn your life into some kind of an algorithm, more power to you. But most of the clients that we have, and certainly my brother and my mom and dad and Wendy's mom and dad and Wendy's brothers and sisters, they're unique individuals. So they want custom advice. The other side of this is, is that what I said a minute ago, people are individuals. There's something that happens emotionally with money that's different from one person to the other. And a lot of financial planning is financial coaching. It's not just designing the plan, but it's coaching somebody through the plan and adjusting the plan just like a coach does with a football team. They might start the game with a plan and they typically adjust that plan during the game. So uh, I would be very cautious about turning over your financial life and your financial security over to some computer program that's probably been designed by somebody that has a lot less money than you do. Well, Joel, people might be hearing this and saying, well, he's saying all these things are myths that I thought were true. If those are myths, what are the other things that I assume are true that actually aren't? Or maybe the things that you assume aren't true that actually are. Uh, if somebody wants some help weeding through all that, Joel, what do you offer to them? Well, first of all, come in and visit with us. There's there's an opportunity to sit down with us. We don't charge for that meeting whatsoever. We've been very blessed as a firm. We've got a lot of clients. We enjoy serving our existing clients, and we've made sure that we carve out time to visit and help new people that we meet every single week. 
and at many of our offices. We have offices all around the state here. Um, so set up a time. Call in. Set up a time to visit with us. Also, if you like some of the things we've been talking about, you want more information, I've got a number of books. I've got a book called Forced to Retire for people that are forced to retire earlier than they thought. I've got a lump sum pension book about that decision. I've got a book called The Wealthy Think Differently. So when you come in and visit with us, we'll not only prepare your personalized money map that shows where you are now and where you recommend you go with your money, but we'll also give you a copy of one of my books that's most applicable to your situation. So give us a call, one 800 705-1232. Again, that's 1-800-705-1232. Take advantage of the opportunity to get your personalized money map. You will like it. It will benefit you. It will give you a roadmap on where you're going. And if you want to get some of our additional services, that's great, but that's not the purpose of this appointment. There's no obligation, but you will be glad you came in and visited with us. is the number to call or text if that's easier for you. Just reach out to us now while it's on your mind. You don't need your calendar in front of you right now. We'll work out that scheduling aspect later. Just call or text. Let us know you'd like to come in for that Money Map Retirement Review. We'll reach out later and work out the details. 800-705-1232. And as Joel said, you'll get a copy of one of his books when you come in to visit. 800-705-1232. One, two, three, two. You're listening to Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Joel is a certified financial planner and the CEO of Johnson Brunetti. All right, Joel, we're going to play a little game called Financial Fortune Cookies, okay? I'm going to read a fortune from a fortune cookie retrieved from a Chinese restaurant. You're going to tell us the financial wisdom within that fortune cookie. Now, these fortunes aren't actually about money. You're just going to take them and weave them into some kind of financial wisdom, okay? You know, you reminded me of something, John, I, I want to mention to our to our listeners. So, we had this really neat event at the Veterans Home here in Rocky Hill. Uh, we went down there, me and a bunch of staff people, a bunch of employees from the company, and we presented every one of the vets down there. There's about 220 veterans down there that are uh, living down there for a number of different reasons, some of them medical, some of them they just can't seem to integrate back into society and so on. And we presented them with these wonderful little flower arrangements to put in their rooms there at the at the veteran's home. And inside was a little fortune cookie. And in the fortune cookie had a nice little uh, three or four sentences about we appreciate the sacrifice they made for our country. Um, our country is a better place because of them. And we appreciate the freedoms that we have and so on. But we put it into a little fortune cookie. So it was pretty neat watching them open the fortune cookies and and reading that message. So I like this segment about fortune cookies. Let's dig into some of the financial fortunes we find in our fortune cookies. All right. So here's fortune number one. Crisis is opportunity riding on a dangerous wind. Ooh, that reminds me of one of Warren Buffett's saying, which is, uh, you know, when there's a crisis, be greedy. When people are fearful, be greedy. And when people are greedy, be fearful. It's, it's kind of like what I talk about in my book, The Wealthy Think Differently, which is thinking contrarian. And so when things seem bad, like some would say they do today, what are the opportunities out there? Is it an opportunity to get your financial house in order? Is it an opportunity to move forward because everybody else is paralyzed by fear? Um, or, on the other hand, if everybody's greedy, like right now when the market has just been going up for a long, long time, despite a few blips recently, market's been going up for a long, long time. People are feeling like they missed out. They're buying in right now. They're getting greedy. 
um, maybe you should be a little fearful. So I like that. Crisis is opportunity riding on a dangerous wind. That would be a good thing to put on a fortune cookie. Okay, next fortune cookie. <laughs> I have to tell you, I think this is a this is an odd twist on probably a proverb that most people have heard. Most people have probably heard a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? Well, this particular fortune cookie, I think, is aiming at the same thing. But it says a feather in the hand is better than a bird in the air. Which I guess, feather you know, in a hand is same, better than same a bird concept. in the air. But yeah, if you have yeah, to I make if say. you have to turn that into financial wisdom, what is it? Well, it, it's simply if you have something, it's better than something you don't have. Meaning, you know, let's not envy what's out there and try to accomplish something that's out there when we have maybe the very thing that we're trying to accomplish in our hands. The, you know, the, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. This kind of applies to when we get close to retirement or when somebody is in retirement. We tell them all the time, you are taking too much risk with your money. You don't need to take risk. You did a great job savings. Why keep playing a game that you've already won? That's how you get hurt, to continue playing a game that you've already won. Think about football. I watched the Vikings play the Dallas Cowboys. At the end of the game, the Vikings had won by just a few points. Why would they want to play another quarter and give the other op- the other team the opportunity to win? Well, that's what some of you are doing with your retirement money. You continue to risk your retirement money when you have arrived. It doesn't make any sense. And most of the time, you will lose money at some point. One more fortune for you. Accept something you cannot change and you'll feel better. What, what's the financial the, wisdom in that? Yeah, this reminds me of the serenity prayer, right? Uh, grant me the ability to – isn't it grant me the serenity? Something yeah. about accepting the things I cannot change and the wisdom – to know the things I cannot change. And so this kind of goes to when somebody financially is very obsessed with things they have no control over. Um, We have a little video that we created, about a three-minute video, introducing people to our firm. In fact, if somebody wants to go on our website, johnsonbernetti.com, you can find that and watch it. And one of the lines in there is, we want to focus on things that we can control not things that we cannot control. So we can't control tax laws. We can't control things that are going on down in Washington, D.C., can't control the direction of the market, can't control interest rates. We don't have a lot of things that we have control over. What we do have control over is the way we build a financial plan and follow that financial plan to the best of our ability. But all those outside things that are going on in the world and in the markets that we are many times hung up on, we can't control those things. We need to accept those things, that that's the way it's going to be, and let's find out how we can better equip our money in our financial situation to weather the storm of the future. Because guess what? The storm will always be there. It may look differently, but there will always be uncertainty and shock in the financial world. Very well done. So there's your financial fortune cookies weaved in. Not not financial fortunes, just fortunes that Joel weaved into financial wisdom. Very well. All right, Joel, we're going to wrap up today with a few questions in the mailbag. We're going to start with Kathy, who says, My husband and I have been separated for almost three years, but we've just never gotten around to actually getting a divorce. It's nice that we've still been able to file a joint tax return. Is there any reason we shouldn't just keep the status quo to save money on taxes? Well, first, Kathy, make sure that that is indeed the case. Most of the time, that's the case, that if you're filing a joint tax return, you are saving money on taxes as a couple. But... In your case, if you have a much lower income than he does um, and he 
filed an individual return and you find, filed an individual return, you may pay less taxes on your own income. I guess what it really depends on is how's the money getting split in the end because um, you're probably not splitting the money 50-50 if you've been separated. And so uh, this depends on your situation. Chances are that you are saving money by filing jointly and if that's okay with both of you, then maybe you want to just keep on doing it. I would talk to an attorney though and ask in the case of a divorce, does this have any effect if something were to happen from a divorce proceeding that for so many years you filed a joint return when for all practical purposes you haven't been a couple? Kind of a uh, weird situation there. So yeah, worth getting some counsel on that, Kathy. How about Jack who says, I've been paying off debt aggressively for many months and I almost have it all knocked out, including the house. Once it's done and I don't have any more payments, I'll have almost $5,000 that I can save each month. I'm 53 and I feel behind with my retirement savings. So I want to be aggressive with this money so I can catch up. What should I do with that $5,000 every month? Wow. Well, that's fantastic. 5000 a month, that's $60,000 a year. So Jack, what I would tell you is, first of all, what's available to you on a tax advantage basis to save that money into? Um, maybe you should open up a Roth IRA. Maybe you should open up a traditional IRA. If you have access to a 401k at your employer, um, do they have a company match? Can you be maxing that up? You're not going to be able to get $60,000 in there, but you could get a decent chunk in there. So first look at vehicles where you have a tax advantage. Maybe you should go the Roth route. Maybe not. Roth means the money's tax-free forever, but you don't get a tax break today. So a lot of people like that tax-free forever. With the additional funds that you can't get into a traditional retirement account, then save them, set, set up a brokerage account. Either go to a financial planner or you could do this yourself. I would be very cautious because that's a significant amount of money. But save the money, even if you can't go into a tax advantage vehicle, save that money, set up a good financial plan, save that money. You're 53 years old. You can save a lot of money in the next 10, 12 years, um, significant amount of money, maybe with some growth that could amount to an extra million dollars in your retirement plan. So very exciting. Um, we'd be glad to talk to you about that. Um, be careful doing it on your own. Some people can, but you want to come up with a financial plan first and then say, what's the best place to utilize this $5,000 a month I can save to meet that financial plan? All right, last question for you in the mailbag, Joel. This is James, who said, I retired last month and started my state pension and Social Security. I'd like to do some part-time work just to keep myself occupied, but I've heard this can mess up my Social Security. Should I avoid getting a job? Well, James, I wouldn't avoid getting a job. First of all, having a job, you only give up a little bit of your Social Security. You don't give up the whole thing if you earn too much in a job, and you can earn a certain amount. I believe it's around $17,000 roughly, uh, and you don't have to get any kind of a Social Security penalty. But again, you're not giving anything back. You're just getting a little less. So I would do what you want to do. Um, I would go ahead and get a job if you want to get a job, if you want to keep yourself occupied. So with that said, hey, we've talked about a lot of great things today. We've answered some of your email questions. We talked about the financial fortune cookies. We also discussed the financial myths. We pretended we were myth busters, just like the show. So a lot of great information today. What I would like you to do now is take advantage of the money map. Get your own personal money map. Again, it's a one-page financial document that we produce for you. Very easy to understand. And we will help you figure out, number one, do you have enough money to last for the rest of your life? And if you don't, what to do about it? 
what rate of return you need on that money to make sure that you have it last for the rest of your life. Maybe something left over, too, to, to leave for loved ones. And how much risk are you taking with your portfolio? And we give you those analyses along with that one-page plan. It's a great, great thing to have. Even if you're working with another financial advisor, it will help you. There's no obligation. There's no cost. You get to know who we are and who we operate. So if you ever want to use us in the future, you can do that. But in the meantime, take advantage of the money map. So call 1-800-705-1232. Again, 1-800-705-1232. Get your copy of the money map. Come on in and visit with us. We'll answer any questions that you have. You'll get a lot of value from the visit. You can call and leave a message. We'll connect with you later and get you scheduled for your Money Map Retirement Review. Or if texting is easier for you, go ahead and do that. Just shoot a text, include your first and last name, let us know you'd like to come in for that review, and we'll work out the details with you later. 800-705-1232 is that number. 800-705-1232. As Joel said, you'll get your book to take with you after your review. 800 705 one, two, three, two. That's all we have time for this week on Joel Johnson's Money Wisdom. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk with you next week, same time, same place. Money Wisdom is sponsored by Johnson Brunetti. Investment advisory services offered through JB Capital LLC, a registered investment advisor. Johnson Brunetti is a paid sponsor of the Yukon Huskies athletic program.